Alright everyone, welcome back to Anime Savants. This week I am Excalibur. Oh shit, this week I am Jimeno. Oh, okay. Ch Chainsaw Man stuff. We can talk a little bit about that. Oh boy. A little bit. A little I've seen... Bit. Yeah, oh goodness, I don't even know. Oh, I'm behind, mm -hmm. but when am I not behind? So, yeah. um... Uh, Spy Family. Um, crazy. Fiona. Fiona, love him to death. Okay, girl. Um, <laughs> I just, I was actually surprised because at one moment I was thinking, I was like, is your gonna have to get crazy and like show the assassin with this woman? But that didn't come. So like, it, it was okay. It was fine. But of course, Anya is the pivotal thing in it where she comes through and she's just like, this bitch is crazy. Like, you right. cannot be my mom. Like, absolutely fucking not. So, I, I enjoyed that for what it was. And the Bond short at the end was so cute. It was very cute. cute. It was oh, so cute. Oh, it was so cute. Um, but I guess that was, like, a little bit more story. Mm. It was more. I mean, Spy Family is in that place where, because it's sort of a um, deliberately, like, an episodic slice of life manga yeah so that the story progresses in little spurts where you'll get like a few episodes or a few chapters together that are telling kind of one canon storyline that's moving the the ball forward a little bit but also you kind of want it to stall a lot because once the vision's over the story's done Mm -hmm. So there has to be some stuff to fill in, like, what family life is and the little problems that everybody has. Um, so I don't expect it to be, like, this fast-moving show where, like, every season we're like, oh, man, like, you know, they're rushing towards an ending. Like, we know what the ending is supposed to be. Yeah. So I like this week's episode because it did what the show does do well, which is give you funny moments. Uh Sometimes things that are very unexpected, like I would say, like Anya's when that moment where she finally reads Fiona's mind, and the entire vibe of everything flips on its head. Where like yeah. first you just see her face, and then like the camera pans up, and you just see like the love balloons around her head. She had the Sue from Suki in her eyes, like love. You know, like she was just fucking done. She's yeah. having her all of her delusions, all of her like fantasies about what life with Lloyd is gonna be like. Like, that segment is the kind of thing that I love about the show. It's not so much like, you know, are they going to succeed in getting on you yeah. another star? It's like, eh, it's fine, whatever. But, yeah. Yeah. That's about all I had for that one. That's fine, yeah. I think the Bond one was good as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Bond one, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, what else is there? Blue Lock. Um, Blue Lock is, crazy, man. Blue Lock crazy. I, I am. I don't, first of all, I'm surprised they ended the previous episode as though they were in the Tokyo Revengers, like <laughs> when they like rolled yes. up on them niggas in the cafeteria. That's right. That's right. I thought we were gonna start from there, but we didn't. They were just like back in the room, and Kuan was just at peace. And I'm like, wait, well, this motherfucker. How are you? You, you niggas are putting up with this. This, He's this like, motherfucker. Oh, I, won't, I won't. I won't participate anyways. And then for Ego. To literally be like, I don't, I hate you. You're a piece of shit. Like, you are not a striker. Like, fuck you. I was like, okay, well, good. At least, at least it's being known or he's being like informed that Nick, we don't fuck with you. Like, nobody right. fucks with you. 
that. And then I actually really liked the little backstory that they gave uh, for like the, the the main two people from the other team. Um, a trust fund baby and someone who's just naturally fucking talented. And right. them basically latching on to the talented person <clears throat> and the one thing that they actually need other people's help with. It's like, okay, like that's a little interesting premise the other guy is just a gimmick like he's well actually no let me not say that because he might not not totally show up yeah he might show up next episode and do some crazy shit but i really enjoyed because they kept i felt like this like i mean the show runs off of hype but they kept building it up to be like oh these niggas are ever dominating and like you you can't beat them blah 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 blah. and it's actually just really fucking simple them niggas are just really fucking good like they copied your move flawlessly <clears throat> and did right. it and then homeboy turned around and was like why couldn't you do that <laughs> like <laughs> that shit i was like oh my god oh my god like he's that kind of character that has the the social like modicums like disconnect he's just right like what do you why okay all right so you're stupid okay got it so <laughs> I have no we kind of knew. We kind of knew that 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 was like the direction they were going from, like the last. Oh episode no! I loved his yeah. life. His life yeah. philosophy. He's just like Nick. I just want to chill. Like I yeah. don't want to work. I don't want to. Do what do I have to look like in order to not have to work? Whatever yeah. that is. That's that's me. I, I'm sorry. That, that's that's all I want. Exactly. So, I overall, man, I loved it. I'm definitely looking forward to next. We're almost. How many more episodes does it have? Four? Three? Three? Four? Is it we eight or is it is this episode eight? I think that was think. eight. Yeah. So yeah, we have so four, four episodes, which is enough for quite a bit to, yeah, to they do can something. Wrap this up and then do like one more and then it'll probably end on a cliffhanger. So I think- how many characters, if we exclude Kuan, how many characters after this episode on the main team have like become part of the team, right? Because it's Chigiri, uh Isagi, Muscle Dude, uh uh Bachira. And now this episode was the, the spiky-haired dude is like, oh. bec- you know, like, it, it's clearly this is going to be about him and oh, integrating yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, So, who do we got left? We have, like, the monk. Uh, uh Gama, the really... Gama Agora. Yeah, the dude who's, is. like, the goalkeeper. Raichi. The... Oh, right. Raichi was like, I'll kill your ass, nigga, if you do anything. I was That's like, true. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I want to see. I want to see something about that. Let's. Let's. See. I let's feel see. like there's like with like Chigiri, even from a design point of view, is sort of the a very good um, bait character. He's not like a mascot g- character, but yeah. he's good because he's a pretty. He's a pretty boy. And if you look at again, remember I said a, a couple weeks ago, like I pay attention to who's in the opening, who's like focused on, yeah. and then who's focused on the ending. And it's like it's Chigiri, obviously Isagi because he's a, the main character, Bobby and um, yeah, so like it's the blonde, the blonde guy. So it's like yeah. that's the that's the core. We have four episodes left. That's probably enough time to like get into maybe one other character before the whatever the finale is. But maybe they don't yeah. even bother because I feel like they've kind of got the main people covered so mm-hmm. i'm just looking for like what's the extra twist for whatever the last game is right because this is not the even though it's the last it's the last game in their set right like this is yeah. the final this decides who gets out of the block i don't know if it's gonna go for episodes i don't know i don't think this they, they can't make this four episodes this this 
um i mean it's a sports anime so they could do it but they haven't so far like they've been really like moving with the pacing so if they made this one match four episodes i would literally be like what do you listen listen it doesn't have to be another match it could be something with ego where he's just like it could be he's like y'all got a one-on-one tournament now what you gonna do so I presume the season's gonna have to end on a cliffhanger, and I would. And yeah. my guess is that the cliffhanger is gonna be what the stage is after the first blocks, mm-hmm. right? And they're gonna definitely do something to shuffle up because I can't imagine they're gonna throw away all of the characters that they've put time into, mm. you know, from the other teams. <gasps> oh, maybe so, they'll. So get I'm to curious. Choose. Maybe they'll. Like, get could to you? Choose. I could imagine, like, you know, all star teams, like, you know, the highest scorers from every losing team get put on. So I don't know. I'm just like, I, I like to think of like economy of maybe. story. Ego will let them choose to basically be like, you get to choose three people to like stay with and you all have to unanimous, right. unanimously choose each other. So maybe that's why those four keep getting shown because maybe they stick together. That, that's a good point. In fact, to expand on that, because the structure of the show so far has been like basically rebuilding soccer, you know, mm-hmm. like you, you're you starting from no nothing, no uh, concept oh, of team so identity, around and no position. Team. Well, yeah. And more, more to the point, like you have, there's no bench. Like, in mm. soccer, it's really about rotations. It's not just like, oh, these are the 11. It's just 11 on 11 until you drop. Like, niggas would die if that's how actual soccer yeah. was, was played. So, there usually you have more people on a team than 11. So, I'm just curious as, like, what happens to the time we've spent with some of these other characters who, by definition, kind of get yeeted out of the story. Like, both literally and figuratively i'm actually um, shocked and i i still feel like homeboy from the first <clears throat> second episode is going to show back up maybe yeah i could see that I, I could see like the like all the losers from that very first round popping back up in some form or fashion yeah my only hope is like you know they've done a good job of not doing the enemies become friends thing too early oh, um, because it, it has to happen because that's kind of like you know uh, uh, everything from like Power Rangers to uh, um, you know any classic shonen like Vegeta like the yeah. I, that char- there's always a character or two in these types of series that were like they were the bad guy but then they're like a fan favorite so they wind up in the main party just because and it's a team sport game and they probably need more players and they've kind of written at least one of them out of the out of the show so i'm just curious if that if it goes in that direction or not because it might not you know what i mean it's perfectly reasonable that it wouldn't yeah they could be highlighting these other characters as characters that might be joining them in the future um but i also really enjoyed what he did with the king guy i forgot his name where homeboy literally was just like you you I still wrecked your ass. Like, I still got Yeah, that you. one, I don't think he's coming back because he's the same character as Isagi. Unless you want to bring him in as, like, uh, if you remember Haikyuu. Well, he's going the on ba- because he's the high scorer on his team. I yeah. don't think his team is going to pass as a whole. So but true. We know going. we do know that those people are coming back. Like, yeah. they're still being in the tournament. But I'm thinking, like, in a Haikyuu, how they had, like, the backup setter who was, like, the senior. Mm-hmm. But, you know, versus Kage- uh, Kageyama. Um, like, that character was important for the story mm. later on. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, the story could have just been him getting replaced. But instead, that's not what it turned out to be. So I'm curious if they do something similar. If they have, like, an Isagi-like character, but they put him on the team. So, like, when they have to do rotations, all of a sudden it's like the team oh. isn't weakened. Right. I don't know. Oh, ah. Okay, well, yeah. Well, 
I don't know. I, I'm, I'm throwing it there. I enjoyed we'll this episode. See. There was also a lot of good animation um, because they did get we got some of the match kind of at the end, but then we also had all that stuff that was happening in the middle with like uh, uh, Isagi and what is his name with the spike hair? I'm always forgetting the black hair guy on his team when they were training when they in the training. middle of the episode. Oh, oh, yeah. The I don't know his name. The one that the one that keep calling everyone peasants. Yes. Yeah, 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 I forgot. So we name. got that and him, like yeah. you know, his 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 ability to judge distances and all that stuff. So it those, seems those, as those... he's getting a little bit better <clears throat> as like manifesting it on demand. It's not all gonna mm-hmm. happen at once, it, but I mean right. that's what Ego told him. He was like, "You gotta, you can't just rely on luck. You gotta have that shit at the ready." So yep. We so that it was it, you got a little bit of everything. Backstory mm-hmm. for the opposing team, <clears throat> training for the team for for Isagi's team. Um, team building strategy, a little bit of the soccer game. So it's kind of like everything that the show does in small doses for the whole episode. So I, I was into it. I'm surprised Muckboy actually did something useful this episode also. So <laughs> oh that's surprising. What's his weapon? Is it that he never gives up? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it probably is his weapon. It could, it could be. useless. <clears throat> the oh. grit, grit as a weapon. That's possible. It's possible. Uh, well, he doesn't have the physical capability to do it. So that's what No. We can do Gundam. <laughs> I liked it. I like what they were doing. Even though we didn't have any like serious action. Oh, we're getting I don't it next care week. about the action. I yeah. was waiting the whole episode for that nigga to reveal he's a snake. I was like, he's a snake. And it's Does so it obvious. Like he is, but he kind of isn't too. Like, well, there's last a... episode, Mio Rene was like, I used to know this nigga. I don't know this person anymore. <laughs> and I was like, I okay, I hear you. I hear you. And it's just like constant, just like inching like all over the episode and then talking about his vision beyond the father. I was like, this I I said it I literally said it like in my video I was like this nigga wants the company like he doesn't yeah he's not he doesn't want just eighty like he wants that company and that's exactly what the fuck happened and I like I knew the episode <clears throat> was not going to end without some drama and yeah. of course they dropped it right at the little right at the end so now. It's like it's public. Basically, they're gonna have to do like a little bit of world building on like the laws of the student council, right? That, that you can like, just change that. You can just like, yeah. oh, <laughs> like oh, it turns out that we you, we own your Gundam anyway. Exactly. Do something about it for safety reasons. So, uh, like, of course, it's going to lead to a battle. She's gonna have to fight yes. him for ownership of that. But let's get to Prospera, and uh, like, oh my God, Prospera and Suleta's little conversation at the beginning. I was full of lies. The when she went like this in front of the window and it gave her like that like Jesus like like silhouette. Oh Bob! Oh yes! Oh she's so great. (laughs) It's lies. I was like, your mama is evil. I don't know how yet, but full of lies. And I know when she at first I was like, oh she's gonna give me Renee a hard time by giving her the Gundam shit. Um, yeah. And she told her, she was like, oh, we couldn't figure this out. And we couldn't figure that out. No, what she's going to do is she wants me and Rene and them to figure it out themselves and then come to her and be yes. like, we found this. Did you realize it all the time? And she's going to be like, yes. I, of course I did. I but- love how her reaction was like when, when uh, Suleta asked, hey, Bob, you kind of lied to me my whole life about my about Ariel, my, my sister. You know, oh, like you told you, me. Did you catch what she said? My daughter's. Yes, yeah, she yeah, called yeah them I my did. daughters. I thought that was that was so interesting. Mm. So, I think Celeste is a clone. Yeah, I think she's a clone. Oh. Mm. Uh, just a younger clone. 
Yes, I think she's just a clone. We've already established that you can do that. You can like flash yeah. clone someone, they get all the same memories, right? Then they just we saw another yeah, group of, of witches. Pale is the only one. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It's all the same technology. Like wow. there's even a an in storyline reason as to why you would do that. Because Suleta was the only, well, not Suleta, uh, the daughter was the only one who was able to break past that, whatever that, the permit level. Yeah. Right. So something, something? right. Something about her brain made that shit possible. But it's also the case that like when she did it, she was like a small child and we don't know like how traumatizing that was. We don't know anything else. It is highly possible that like Prospera thought to herself, like, Okay, the no one else can do this. I watched my husband die trying to do this shit. I sure as fuck can't do this shit. And I've got this golden goose. If I clone her, she could be the re- the way you get Gundams to work. The, cl- so, the so it's not the so Ariel is not the is not the the key. The Gundam is not the key. It's the girl. If you can mass produce the girl, then you so can use Gundams however much you want. Oh my god. Oh no, my brain! Oh fuck! <laughs> it could be, and again, it could be none of the, the above. But what have we? Lines. But we've imagine? already seen so many characters in this series get <gasps> killed by the Gundam technology. It's the driving force behind most of the like negative relationships. Is someone in your family died trying to do some shit with Gundams? Right. The the thing like so uh, that's what I mean. Even the the pale stuff. Before, when we got like Alan and like that story around like the different copies and clones, the key that they were trying to develop was the pilot. It wasn't the machine. That that's you know what I mean. So it's yeah. like I could see a parallel happening with Prospera. But we don't know what the we don't know what the plan is. But I will just say this: she didn't seem too irritated that her company just got absorbed by no. the bunch of fucking children. Didn't no. seem too mad that they were pushing uh, an agenda to make Gundams way more palatable to the public on a me- medical also, technology. She also did not give Miorine the the like the medical Gundam knowledge. Nope. She didn't give that shit to her. Mm-mm. It was the other witch who gave yeah. it to her. So it's kind of just like, why wouldn't you? Well, we all know why. So what I'm seeing <clears throat> is a future where <laughs> this is where the other Gundams are going to come from. Suleta clones. So this is going to be Suleta clones all over the place. <laughs> so she's going to have a mind break. She's gonna it's going to be some, some uh, end of Evangelion, a million Rayanamis. She's going to have a mind break. <laughs> Either that, or I was thinking because me and Renee was like, "Oh, we get we have two options," and I'm I was just like, "This is Gundam. You you're doing both. Right. You you will develop. It's all another, the above. Yeah, it's all of the above. You will do it." So for a second there, I was thinking, <clears throat> "Oh, maybe the key to like getting the permit levels is like human sacrifice or some shit like that." Mm-hmm. So like, I thought I thought a fucked up thing if like the students that are working there. Act like half of them became Gundams and the other half piloted the Fringe. That'd be hilarious. That'd, I mean, <laughs> that would be dark as fuck. I the, what does that remind them. me of? There's there's another series that I mean, like e- that's like an Evangelion thing where it's like all the Avas are like mm-hmm. somebody else, it's Shinji's mom or like whoever. Yeah. So there's like that, th- like there's that influence. There were also some things that were pretty subtle. So like Sadiq in this episode, the reason why I like his character is that. We've already seen children of, like, these major companies 
either do the I'm cooperating or I'm rebelling move. Yeah. And Shadiq is taking the middle path where it's like I'm neither cooperating nor rebelling. I just want to do things my way because I think the way that, you know, my father wants to do things is wasteful. Yeah. And I have a feeling that, like, while the plan to get the Gundam is clearly going to fail, his he's a schemer and not necessarily one who's like a malicious schemer you know he's just very competent like i like how he's got i love this another fucking anime where someone's got an all-woman army right like shadi's got all his bitches in line like you know we do what we gotta do because yeah. when they did that pullout scene all i could see were the different colored mobile suits that we're gonna get when they're adults you know mm. like his his little knights you know whatever but they're all gonna be, you know i already see it. i see the merchandising i oh all my right, god it, they all have different colored hair and it's like that's his bitches the mobile they, suits, they won't have the little floofs it'll actually be hair yo that would be fucking sick though that would be sick i would buy, i'm not gonna lie yeah i would buy, yeah, I would buy that immediately oh too uh but like he kind of says it very clearly he knows what he's after it's not you said the company, and I agree with you, because he has a thing with me, Irene. But mm-hmm. this goes back to what we talked about last week, of the possibility of like how you could take that storyline. You can go one of two ways. He could be the supporter of me, Irene, when she eventually leaves Gundarm because of whatever her, oh, you know, the breakup is, right? Because yeah. he's always wanted to work with her. Because they're he's setting up tr- a schism already. Oh, 100%. It's like, oh, medical, medical, medical. But some people are going to inch towards the we need to do mobile. The military. And I have a feeling that what happened... I mean, all right. I don't have a feeling. This is just me wishfully creating a story that may or may not occur. But we saw in this episode that when they were trying to come up with, like, how to run the company, Miri did not give a shit one way or the other about, like, what the ethical responsibilities of the company were going to be. She even said it herself. She was like, bro, we could, there's two ways we can make money. The easy way we could sell weapons and we could just be indiscriminate about who we give it to. So it's not like a, you know, a, a, a political thing. We just sell to whoever wants to buy them. And she was totally okay with that. That was right there on board. The other way to do it would be to like rebrand what they're doing is like medical technology. We could say that we're saving everybody. Now, very clearly all the people who are interested in their company are just going to take their tech and apply it to their stuff. Right. To however they want. So we know that that is just going to happen no matter what. But on top of that, now if you want to do the split, here's your, as you point out, here's the line that you can take. There were people who were from Earth that were there that were like, bruh, I don't feel comfortable developing weapons of war given how devastated the Earth was in the past through warfare. And there were other people... And there were other people who were like, fuck it, I don't care as long as you pay me. And there were other people who were like, actually, I think we should, and then sell them only to Earth people. So guess what? Who's the one person who wants to go to Earth desperately over all the things? It's me, Arena. Who Who's the one person who doesn't give a fuck about selling weapons to anyone? It's me, Arena. Who's the person or, or the group of people who are like, it would be kind of cool if we just made the, some ultimate weapons, took them down to Earth, and took our shit back. It's like half the fucking company. So when you do the split, whatever the reason, you hook up me, Arena, uh, Suleta's mom, Prospera. Yeah. The militarized technology that they've developed through the the their whatever they're doing Gundarm, yeah. and then the funder is shadiq because he outs his dad doing that oh. and now he gets to work with me but me ain't feeling him 
right? Like he, all this for him is a proxy for his the relationship that he wants to have with her, and maybe he wants to own her too. Maybe that's like because they said, remember she's like he's who is an orphan, and he's somebody yeah. who will like by any means necessary will will get to the top, but she's something that he can't have. So that's the sort of like sad part of their relationship is that he's oh, gonna get you're right because when he was talking to Guell. He said that shit under his breath, and he was like, "Yep, one hundred percent." Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the the best part is that he's gonna make a. Pl- I feel this is true. He's gonna make a play at, at Gwell, right? But Gwell's gonna turn him down in order to become Suleta's knight. Knight Shadik is going to be Mirine's <gasps> knight. Oh, oh, so you man. set all that I up, can't right? They're skipping a core for this. I'm really enjoying it. I'm yeah. really enjoying it. Just like so that I can just see that right because that because he also Shadi's got all his girls so those are your fodder like mini bosses and mm-hmm. whatever the fights coming up again like on the way to or away from Earth you right all you them, also yeah. get to split up the Earth team because like you know Choo Choo who hates space you know Spaceians is definitely going to be on Suleta's side actually that's the yes I think because she I think her response to it was just like was helping. The yes. people on Earth. So I don't think she would want to basically be like start another war. Exactly. My family's gonna which die. would it which is sort of like a curve. It's like uh, it, you would you would initially think of way her mm-hmm. character is presented that it's gonna be like, oh, she'd be all pro Earth, everything else. But like, nah, she still wasn't feeling me arena to begin with. And her and Suleta have shed blood together already. Yeah. In these yes, fucking they trenches. Have. So I have not said we can Right. <laughs> and she was rocking the bonnet, that's true. And we also have one of the guys who was like, you know, the two friends, um, mm-hmm. the Earth the boys who are like the very separate. One was like, I'll do it for the money, one was like, you know, actually I'm I'm definitely like pro Earth, so let's get these guns down there. Yeah. So you, you could you could move them on one side, you could get the, the other girl who's like the engineer, she kinda goes with slow people. So you could just see the split. So give me the fucking time skip. I don't know what it's gonna get us there. We're, gonna, we're definitely getting a time skip. I just, I just hope it's not just these twenty-four episodes. Like they can, they can do so much more. They can do so much more. Do you know the wildest way they could end this season? It's just a scene, right? Whatever the betrayals happen, happen. You get the fight with Ariel. People start to, you know, the, you think you can get the final confrontation, and then what do you hear over the radio in space? Aerie. You hear. You hear Aerie singing happy birthday, but it's another clone <gasps> in another... Su- mm. Anyway. Because we've already on done it to, twice. On, on Suleta's birthday. Yep. And we've already done it two it, times already. D-Day's Prologue and birthday. in the Alan... The, Her yeah. 18th birthday is when shit hits the fan. That should be crazy. Crazy. So yeah. I'm with it. Great setups. Just overall... I'm enjoying, which is, it's, I don't need to fight every episode. Like, they, no, they've, they've done such that. a good job. I'm just like, nigga, I'm not here for the side. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate when you give it to me, but overall, it's just really enjoying it. Right. So how is this other shit going? What's going <laughs> on? I saw, it's Chainsaw Man, someone threw up in somebody's mouth. Yep. That was going well, on. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But okay. Um, I'll so, get to it eventually. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to go full spoiler, but, you know, a major, <gasps> a major character death occurs in... Um, chap in the the most recent episode, and then prior okay. to that, you got Denji all up in his feelings, like having murdered the uh, Eternity Devil. Um, has like a very tense but enjoyable 
uh, meeting with the full squad, is it squad four or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like they finally all, so you meet basically everybody who's in that squad. Um, Kobeni is acting still sus, but like her normal level of sus, like just. Okay, so there's been this like whole Kobeni situation. I am, listen, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy. Um, yeah, you're right. It's with specific YouTube reactors and TikTok and stuff getting dragged from Twitter to TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I'm just actually so shocked that people are going this crazy over a fictional character. Like, it's actually fucking insane. I don't. I haven't even watched the episode where the initial stuff happens with Kobeni, but I've literally seen people being like, oh my God, like, would you treat a woman in real life like this? Blah, blah, blah. She's not real. She's not real, my nigga. Like, oh my right. God. But right. very much so interesting to see someone using outrage um, marketing in real time and right. just being extremely successful with it. Like, <laughs> my God. Shout, shout <laughs> out true. to you if, if you somehow That's come true. across this. Shout out to you. Because I don't want to say facts. the name because I don't want to send more people their way in the case that they're like oh fuck them like no 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 leave them alone leave them alone but outrage marketing marketing very very interesting the kobeni stuff is so funny because where would it where where does it have to come from it has to come from people who are very familiar with that character from the manga Mm -hmm. right so if you're familiar with the character from the manga you know she's even in the world she is annoying as fuck right they think she's very cute but they also think she's super fucking annoying and then, like, the show comes out, and you're introduced to her and the VA work. By the way, I heard the English dub, too. The English dub, uh, the VA is putting their foot in that shit the same, the same goddamn way. So, you're mad that the, the best girl you chose on manga presentation annoys the fuck out of you the way she was meant to in the first place? It's w- weird energy, but whatever. I'm not... I'm not Very about to fight these people. Very yeah, it, 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 it's super interesting. Um, but as far as like the episodes go, major character death, which is handled very, very well. Um, you get like the end of the Eternity Devil stuff in the pri- last weeks. And then uh, Denji gets, thinks he's going to get some, um, like get, get the kiss that he asked for from Jimeno. But, and she goes in and then she pukes directly into his mouth, yeah. which is... Which is funny, but it they don't walk away from it. Like it becomes like a major point where he's like, "My first kiss," and so it puked. This will never leave my memory. Uh, like oh it's my there. God. There's some um, cool stuff happening with the Gun Devils plot. Um, okay. That really picks up, I think, and that's what's going to be the the end of the season. So I think there's oh, some cool stuff okay. there. Um, but that's not the end of uh, the first part. Well, it probably will cover, you will get to the, we'll probably get through the Gun Devil arc this season. Okay. We'll probably that, get through it. Is that the, is that all of Chainsaw Man part one dealing with the Gun Devil? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Well, no, no, not all of part one of the manga. Just, it's just the, the second the major arc. arc. Oh, the arc. Oh, yeah. yeah they're not that long. The arcs are not that long. Like the Bat Devil okay. one is only like five, six chapters in the oh, manga okay. six maybe it's like seven chapters in the manga the eternity devil i think is only four or five um the gun devil one might be 12 10 12 i gotta go look i mean there's more there's a lot more that gets yeah. covered in chainsaw man part one and and 
I don't want to give away who the final antagonist of that um, arc is, but there's a lot that's happening right now with characters we already know that feed directly into that. I would not expect to see that because the thing is, Ch- Chainsaw Man is about a hundred and some odd episode uh, chapters. chapters yeah. If you do the like two to two and a half chapter per episode thing, which is how stuff normally works out, you could sort of in your head get it to about like forty. 45 episodes maybe which is four cores mm. so that's a lot of material you know what i mean oh wow depending okay. on Christmas how they split part it one. oh wow okay yeah about a hundred like a hundred chapters to me equals about like a full year's worth if you were just going back to back to back every week you know okay. 40 50 episodes which is why like some series when they really try to smash everything down um to fit in like a shorter runtime i think the pacing gets all fucked up. So that's my guess. They're taking their time. Anyway. Over. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, I think that's where we're gonna be this season. We'll end with the gun devils plot kinda working itself out. Okay. Um, um on Bleach, I don't know if you're watching Bleach. I think um, Squad Zero showed up this week. Squad Zero shows up. I have some quibbling about a couple of designs but but that's because they've okay. stepped back well they've just stepped back into like their more traditional cheaper art style after everything that oh. they kind of built up for the fighting part oh. of, the, of the art so, so like there's some things i think don't look quite as good as they could um but it's just a function of a lot of static like on model drawing that's just guys talking you oh, know, okay. so you don't get a lot of like the dynamicness of. And like, they even if you go really back and read, anything with like camera angles or anything. Nothing, like nothing that, special. Background. Like a lot, okay. of, very traditionally um, shot. Again, a lot of like head on. Just you see a face and some mouth flapping, or a pullback nah, nah, nah. shot, or maybe an aerial. There's not. They're not doing anything special or interesting. There's a lot of exposition because remember they have to do. They have to do all the introductions for Squad Zero. They also spend the first half of this week's episode on essentially like a after action kind of report on who's still alive and who's dead, who's oh, incapacitated, and so okay. on. So like, and you have to do that. Like you, you just went through a major um, and niggas was a lot trying. of like. People getting fucked up. So, like, you got to kind of settle out, like, what is the, what does our cast look like right now? Um, and then we actually do get some shots of the, I don't know what they call it, but, like, where Squad Zero is, there's, like, five floating areas for each of the, the members. So, we get to actually see that. Again, I think that a lot more could have been done with the back half of this episode as far as like making things feel a lot cooler because i yeah. remember reading the manga and feeling like yo bleach universe got blown the fuck up and then you like see it in motion it's like oh okay it's just like another place and it do- it's not like they're not trying to make it as cool as it could be oh okay well but uh, you know they spent all their money last episode they've been doing a good job so far maybe this is just yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. who knows it's totally fine. Um, Eminence and Shadow, a lot of fun this episode. Are they finished with the next arc or whatever? They are was? finished with the one, the school invasion. Okay. And okay, so they sort of left the that. lines open for how the season's going to end. I don't know what the final Ooh, arc is oh, going to be. Better. Let me let me get caught on that because the new one came out today. Yeah, let me get caught on Yeah. One, one thing that's interesting, again, so the show in and of itself doesn't have to do very much. 
we already kind of know what the core premise is. We got the characters. You know what moments we're looking for. In this last episode, they've introduced a what I would call like an emotional and moral complication that is very good, but it's also unnecessary. So the fact that they're Ooh. doing it, they've basically taken a character that you would think would just be a supporter and turned them into a future like blood feud rival. But it's like it's a it's it's very emotionally driven where now you have um Sid and uh the red haired girl, the scientist. Yeah. So they they know each other and they are very close as a result of what happened. But then oh. Shadow is now her blood rival because of the events at the end of the oh. episode. And so she doesn't realize that. And they really play it up for the emotional value. And it's probably the first time like the character of Sid inhabited the yeah, well, he also he inhabited the shadow character where he says something, a, a, a variety of things, to himself that it's like, oh, I realize that, like, I'm actually doing something that's going to destroy a relationship that I have built, but I'm doing it for the good of that person. And I'll just carry oh. that weight because of it. Which is, like, it's not out of character, it's a very Batman thing to do, but it's also... In which way did he say it? Was he stroking his dick while he was saying no it was like it because no one else would have been there to to experience it receive this okay there's a weird kind of like whiplash that if you don't understand the silliness that they're playing with it can feel it can feel totally dissonant where you have on the one hand in the one in the same episode he's talking about like man i i'm getting to play out this scenario this is great he's having a good time and then you see him as sid having very like uh Re- oh, very but like relatively mature conversations with other characters that seem not manipulative they're just if he was just a typical hero heroic character in that world that's yeah. how he would act and then you could get the shadow interactions which are you could imagine that that character shadow doesn't have those other features they're just a leader of a dark organization on you know out to kill all the bad guys and get get over and the fact that all three of them for the most part are always kept very separate from each other like his reactions it's like he's inhabiting character a character b character c this is the first time that like character maybe b and c have kind of like come together in a way which is it, it like i liked it it adds a little bit more depth so now it's making all these layers of who he is kind of play with each other it's also unnecessary <laughs> because the show doesn't need to do any of that to get yeah. over the the silly shit. But they they went for it in this um, this segment. I mean, I thought it was good. I thought the episode was good. There was um, a nice lower budget action scene at the end that then cl- you could tell throughout the whole episode they were saving money because there was like still shots for things happening where they could have fully animated it. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm weird because I'm the type of person where I actually get happy when I see that because I'm like, okay, some if you're pulling back the budget here, it means that it's being invested somewhere else. And the show's already given us a couple of like good action scenes where they put their money where they needed to put it. Mm-hmm. So that they kind of did a little bit of that in this episode, but um, maybe you don't need to go any further than that. When you get to seeing it, I think you'll kind of... See what I mean? Where there's layers that are good. They're just like, we don't need to do all that. Okay. But they are doing it. So good for them. Um, cool. I mean, I saw the mobile game dropped. 
the boobs the boobs are, are jigglings they're jigglings i mean that's so, what that's for that has exactly. one purpose and one personal purpose Ex- only exactly uh so i did not watch shinobi itoki but i did watch i saw some some like some some chatter about shinobi no itoki apparently like the most recent episode or something it's good no the, it got a a big shout out um from some bigger creators as saying it's some of the the good trash of the season mm, you know and okay. i would agree with that i would agree it's a it's a every it's like ninja everything ninja business ninja economics ninja government organization ninja you know whatever it is it's like ninja everything and it's like it's funny in places it's kind of a typical shonen in other places it's like a little bit of slice of life a little bit of like sci-fi but it's like ninja everything everything is nin 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 nin, nin, nin. so uh, it's fine if you if you like that. I actually watched. I can't believe I did this. The first four episodes of Love Flops, because oh, I was gonna. T- oh wow. Okay, I, I, I'm not watched a single episode, but the opening is hilarious. The first every episode. Every time the dog. Every time I see the part where the dog is bending that bitch bro, over in the park, bro, I that scream. Dog, that dog comes back. <laughs> dog fucking oh my back, god okay so wait what did you think what did you think what did you think oh my god i'm goodness. so all right so just full disclosure i'm not into like harem anything yeah like it's generally a turn off i will overlook it if it makes its way into like a genre i'm generally interested in like the romance side of of anime is not always for me i've watched a few that are very 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 good but like um, I think what, what was it? Dress up, darling. Just going back. I think it's mm. very, very. If that's just a good, well, well presented drama, um, that does have harem aspects to it, but it's better that's managed. Not the focus of it. it ain't the focus. I mean, that's really again like there's part of it that's for the audience. There's part of it that exists inside the show. So Love Flops is a very specific. And first of all, I think Passione is a studio, so they just mm-hmm. do porn. So it's yeah. like. The, there is an uncensored version. I actually watched the censored version up to episode four. And then I kind of realized, like, everything clicked in my head because I was like, oh, right, Passione does this. Oh, right, they always have an uncensored version. But there really wasn't anything that caught me in the first three where I was like, oh, this is what they censored to make the show work for TV. Four was like, okay, there are boobs here that would just be out otherwise. Okay. So, <clears throat> Because they, so I've, I usually will pick the uncensored version just because that's what was made. That was yeah, the original concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it's gonna be porn, just let it be porn. This the show is. I I I I only the, my only takeaway was I picked it up to watch it because someone said in a review that it wasn't clear whether or not it was real or or a virtual reality. So I was hoping okay. <clears throat> that that would play a bigger role in the first few episodes so that there was like this tension between like okay this is all coincidentally stereotypical um harem anime protagonist stuff happening in a sci-fi world that has some violence in it like there's like people can die and whatever but you know is this going to be a psychological undertone to the show and outside of the first episode i can't say that i see a lot of evidence of that but obviously, we're, that's half of the runtime. In the first episode, there's a lot to lead you to believe that something is unusual about what's going on. I know um, in the opening, it shows when that girl turns around, her face is like distorted yeah. or something. And it's like he, 
there's a there's a, that that scene of him sort of collapsing almost into the matrix or something oh <clears throat> makes you feel like that's what the show is and of course like his fa- his family is gone it's just like a dis he only really talks like this disembodied robot everything that happens in the first episode is predicted by an ai fortune teller on television yeah which he is skeptical about and then as things start to happen more and more it gets weird. There's a scene at the very end of the first episode where it feels like at least one of the characters already knows him, but he does not know this character, implying that there... And you see, like, a flash of a much older face. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's something there, there, but it doesn't show up really... They're, like, drip-feeding the, it. Yeah, and then the next three episodes is all very stereotypical get-to-know-each-girl Okay. Kind of, kind of deal. And though I appreciated episode two, so there, there's a weird character named Ilya who is a presenting female. It's a trap. But is is presenting, sorry, let me say this very clearly, is seen as a very cute and attractive person who is mistaken for being female when they are trying to present male, but in reality they are actually female. So it's a... Three layer oh, thing, okay. which which kind of gets resolved in a bit of a gag in episode four, um, and then it. But it. But the the real issue is that her father wanted her to be a a guy or oh, something, and then okay. I don't know. But there was a line that I appreciated in the second episode where he gets a letter from the main character gets a letter from his dad and says, you know, I've these are all potential marriage partners for you. You get to choose. And then it's like, you're wondering why there's a guy here. I think it's, he essentially said the equivalent of it's 2022. You can love anybody you want, which is like, cool. You know, like, yeah, okay. but then it turned out to not to be a guy, but then they have to hide that from everybody else for the rest of the oh, show. Okay. So, that, so again, it's not no problem. There's no, like, I don't think that's an issue at all. I think that if they want to play with that, that stereotype, but they want to keep it at arm's length. That's that's a totally reasonable thing to do as long as you don't exploit it too much. Like the one gag that they had was basically um, they have a uh, everyone has to go to the hot spring or whatever. All the girls go to their side. The character is pretending to be a man um, goes to the boy side with the main character. But then they realize that they won't be able to hide the fact that they don't have a penis. And so they find like a Tengu mask. And then, because they they these are these are young people for the most part, so they don't really understand like anatomy. So a tengu mask has a long nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have the tengu mask where their dick should be, and they and it just cover looks it like up. Their heart the whole time. Right, and so then that leads to the misunderstanding with the main character, who is very okay with the fact that he could marry a dude. You know, like he's kind of like talked himself into it as like a possibility, mm-hmm. and then it obviously then it gets resolved as like okay, it's actually a girl. But now he, the main character, and Ilya have to work together going forward to maintain the illusion that she is really he for real. Okay. For their dignity because they want this has something to do with their relationship with their their father and they're not ready to blah 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 blah. Whatever. Okay. So do I like this series? Not really. Do I hate it? Also, not really. I yeah, think like it it's like decently it, yeah. produced. There is a lot of intrigue, but I just kind of wish that like they played with that a bit more, like the sci-fi part of it and the mm. interpersonal intrigue part of it. Uh, like if they just played with that a little more consistently outside of the first episode, I could maybe recommend it to people maybe because come back in once. <clears throat> they've got I, I think it girls. does. 
like yeah i think well, everything i've heard is that like yes that is a part of the story but i just watched i wasn't gonna spend all week watching this so i basically <laughs> got through like the first four and i'm like all right i and then i saw like the porn part and i'm like i'm not that interested in that because it's vanilla it's like softcore stuff like no one's fucking so it's like what do i care <laughs> like you know i don't i can enjoy the show without it it's probably yeah. like better without it if i want to be it's fully like honest about it. labyrinth level fucking no and like that one again i like they there were times when i'm like this show would be a lot better if there was none of this and then there were times when i'm like well if you're just gonna make the porn you go all the way and they do so it's the balance of that is again like you know, I'm right in the middle. I'm not recommending that to everybody, but I do game recognize game. So if they do something, if a show does something right, I'm going to point that out and be like, this was, this piece of this, this, uh, fiction was handled really well. And then the others, if they do something wrong, I'm like, I could do without that part. So, um, so that's a really about it as far as other things that I watch. Oh, Mob Psycho. 100%. Excellent. The only thing, I mean, clearly I'm behind <clears throat> on a lot of stuff. But I was too busy reading Player, the manhwa that James recommended. And so I didn't want to say it, but I definitely was just like, this is definitely influenced by Tower of God. Oh, I said that from jump. Like, 100%. De- like, I kept trying to deny it, but I was kind of just like, oh, no, this is just too, it's the too many things. Yep. And it's not like it's ripping it off. It's just influenced by it, like clearly influenced by it. But also, it's still, it's just, it's, ah. personally, I'm enjoying it. So when you first talked about it, and you were like, you know, it's just good shonen and da 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 and stuff like that. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, what are we going to do? da 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 He's going to get power-up arcs really quickly. And he actually didn't. There was a lot of failing in the beginning, a lot. And I was like, oh, so... When he actually did the the training arc and the power up, I was like, "This was like this was earned." Like I really felt like he earned it. Now we didn't see the training in particular, but right, you know that was that. I like how uh, there's a clear. Well, no, there is a. I don't even know how to describe Avalon. Like right, Avalon, like or Avalon is what's McCallit the jihad the jihad government or whatever. That like, might be a reasonable because they like, kind of have the aesthetic a little yeah. bit, yeah. But so even so, <laughs> um, I for 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 some reason or whatever, like the wherever I'm reading it, the translators are like they're they're pulling it from I guess I guess like different scan groups. Mm-hmm. So like for a chunk of it, I was like, this shit don't make no sense. Like <laughs> the, the 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 translation does not make any sense. And then all of a sudden, oh, no. I started reading it. And I was like, okay, it makes sense. So I feel like I definitely missed out on certain world building aspects or aspects of like conversations between characters. Right. But if I had one thing that I actually did not like about it, it was the rivalry, not. Like I'm not, I'm not completely caught up. Um, okay. But what what is the so uh, Seo Seo Jin? So, yeah, and the Seo the, Jin, and the, the, the what is Avalon his name? Itawan? Not Itawan. I'm thinking Itawan. No, um, class. What the fuck is his name? Blonde guy though. You know yes. what I'm talking about. Yes. Is it um? It's not Arthur. Is it Arthur? Taewon. Taewon. Oh, Taewon. Yeah. yeah Taewon. It's yeah. Taewon. There we yes. go. Taewon Kim. Yeah. I. I I truly wanted them niggas to go at it and Skyljin to whoop his ass. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I was like dying 
Because as they were going through like the player test, mm-hmm. Taewon was like, this nigga is actually like, this is kind of stronger than me. Like, why is that? Yeah. And like, I was he got, just waiting. He got his soul crushed. Yes. I was but just didn't waiting. But you didn't get like the beating that he deserved. Yeah. Like, it ended in a draw. And then he was just like, mm. I give up. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then the proctor was like, I recognize you. I'm gonna power you up, nigga. And I'm like, no. Like, so you're like, no. Just whoop his ass. Yes, I was like, you need to ass whoop it. You need to ass whoop it before you get the power up and become a friend. That's not how this works. So that was like <laughs> my main little gripe. I thought that the um the Lilith and yeah, Lilith um, and, uh, and uh, and yeah. that's the I thought all oh, that stuff was handled very well because it wasn't just the like oh she loves him from the jump it was like a it was like kind of like people acknowledging it and then that shit was so awkward where he was just like I like you yeah do I that like, was... or do I like you and yeah. I I cringed I was like oh and then everyone in the fucking mama was like nigga what <laughs> why would you say that. Because they're kids, and so like they do like I the version I read had a lot of like notes from the translators. Oh, okay. and so the they it wasn't like it was like oh let me explain the scene. It'd be like something like that would happen, and they would have a little note like I can't believe it. It'd be like in the notes. oh I think I have those translators now. Because yeah. Because when I was reading it with that, it was just like nothing. But now there's like yeah. two or three people under like big moments where they're just like oh he's fucked. Uh oh. Or <laughs> Well, Excalibur would be jumping in on shit. Like, now, when she realized her jealousy, that's when shit got, like, dicey. And then even Lilith was like, well, I'm not giving up. Like, fuck you. And then <laughs> shit went to shit at the end of the player test. Because yes. I the fact that Nagi just showed up and was like, I'm not talking. I'm just killing you, niggas. It was just like, yes. wow. Like, wow. Like, what the fuck is this? And then... God coming into it and like taking yo, over his body. Yeah, when he started playing him like a he had yo, a controller. Like, I was like, yo, that's sick. <laughs> but I actually really enjoyed that because you could tell how different his body was moving with God. Like his body was moving almost like it was tune like. Like it was like mm-hmm. like the curves or like yeah, he was yeah. using the sword. It looked like he was going like this as opposed to like a yeah. Like a hard slash. It was way I really liked how they were like, this is not the same person. And then even yeah. God was like talking to the vice captain and like Avalon and all this shit. The purple power. Really actually really, really, really like the setup that they're doing for Pasti. Or pastis, pastis, yeah. Is. I don't know how you pronounce the name. P a s t i s, yeah. Yeah, I like I that nigga's gonna be broken one day. He's gonna. He be has broken. a very hunter hunter like ability. Yeah, oh, that's it's that's a what very. It is. <clears throat> I was thinking, I was just like, this nigga's ability is at the time. I was like, this nigga's ability is like on another level than like because everyone else is just like, this is my ability, but he's but and they explained the conditional abilities, yes. but to see him like. Basically, he has to be like Shikamaru. Like, he has to, like... He's that archetype. He is definitely in that archetype. Yeah. 100%. He's the Shikamaru. Like, he has to know what the fuck is going on and notice everything. Because if he has to step in, that's how he's going to, you know, get the... And and you see that at the Um, end of the exam, when everything kind of falls apart. Oh, with Dean. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like you kind of get the feeling like, oh, okay, like this guy, that's where he's gonna stand out. And they yeah. give, I don't, I think it's around like chapter seventy ish, 
I think that's I'm on you're... like 79. Okay, so, yeah. so like 70, 80. So like by that point, I think I in my own head, I was like, oh, this is different than a lot of other series because a lot of time is spent giving feats to the supporting yeah. cast. It's not just like we see it only from the perspective of the main character, which is a big... To me, it's one of the biggest weaknesses of a lot of the... Um, what I call like the webtoon format of Shonen, which mm-hmm. is that I get it. Like these series take a lot of effort to produce. It's more than just yeah. like it's not just it's drawing it's coloring. <clears throat> so so they're I I assume they're a little more expensive, even though they're very digital. And so one of the problems is you get a very first person experience with a lot of these series because they basically don't have the time to be like spending many chapters on things that have nothing to do with the main character. And so whenever you have guys or supporting um, characters that come in, typically they do one thing and then they get relegated back to like mm-hmm. but support they spent because like 10 chapters a on lot. them when fighting when mm-hmm. um when Dean and Soljin went into that like space yep. and the niggas were still outside, they that was a long period. And they do that more and more from as the cast expands like you even just go oh. think about like your as you read it like in the beginning it was like 100% it was Soljin it was like mm-hmm. just him then you got like okay so Arthur the god is there and like he'll he'll jump in in the in the not talking to anyone but commenting yeah. on something that's happening yeah. and then you get a little bit of like uh, Excalibur's internal like monologue and but as soon as you add Dean then you add the dude who uses like the cloth or the paper like the his second in command, I forget what the guy's name is. The first guy that they fight in the town, um, who trains them. Oh, takes them um, the Ran. Yeah. Then you get like more development of like his relationship with Dean, yeah. and then you start adding all the people from the exam. So your Lilith, your Pastis, the the baseball bat demon chick, like yeah, they I still each, remember her name. <laughs> they each start to get more and more time where it's not them and Soljin, it's them by themselves overcoming something it's them with each other doing things together developing relationships so by the time you get to like where you're at realistically about 30 percent of most of the you know content that you have going forward is not really dealing with the main character it's dealing with all of the side things then you start to get more with the the enemy factions and the different guilds Mm -hmm. and people kind of split up and as you point out you point out um you know that it felt a lot like tower of god it's not just in the framing of the world or some of the ideas it's also in the presentation of the character arc because i don't you're not you're probably like almost there but they do almost the same thing that happens between chapter uh, one and chapter two or whatever. Season one, season two. I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Tower of God. Where it's like, okay, now we're going to split everybody up. And oh. you get these like, you know, bits. For and the structure is almost, you could just tell that the the author read Tower of God. and like, this is a great device. Because now that I've built, I've built a little world. I've given you some rules. I've given you some feats, some cool stuff to look at. I've given you a, a cast of characters that are gonna that gel together. I can now blow them up. I can go send this person that way, this person that way. I can fuck with these relationships. I can do something to make them all want to be separate from each other, but then I give them a reason to come back together. And I would say that, as you point out about um, not really getting the satisfying Soljin uh, versus... 
Taewon. I felt the same way right where you were, and then they did some stuff in the story where I was like, okay, if oh. if if he's not gonna be, if it's not gonna be like the <laughs> cathartic release of like Taewon understanding how wrong he was mm-hmm. through the hard way of getting his his face beat in, the fact that they took it another way and basically get to the same place, but make him a bridge to another character that we meet early on, but but gets no development. Yeah. Taewon becomes a bridge to that character, and then you start to understand stuff with Dean and why Dean and that character were not like you know why they had the relationship that they had, and it just multiplies like that. So I appreciate that if I'm not going to get what I want, at least what I was given is something I didn't know that I also wanted. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't know okay, if it be I don't know if okay. it's as satisfying because it's like well, my, you know my taste. You oh, know, I, but I'll be I will be caught up by that. Oh yeah. <laughs> We gonna find out. Um, so, what did you think in terms of like the art and like the way that it's presented? So, well, I am having the hardest time. It's the mm. the eye shape, the the facial shape. Mm-hmm. It is. I don't know what it's reminding me of, but it's, it's just cartoony. Me of it's very car- It's very it's like very super deformed. Car- yeah, yeah, it's deformed. But I feel like I've seen this. Art style. It's almost. It almost reminds me. I know it's not like that, but like Billy and Mandy from like Cartoon Network. The way yeah. they were kind of like stunted. If they did like it, but it was angular. like, but if it was like animated by Studio Trigger, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Trigger is actually a, a pretty deep no because Trigger's models. I feel as though the faces in this are all very like this. Yeah. It's like a hexagon almost. Yes, it's, it's very like, sharp edges. What yeah. was that what, what was that character who was like in the they were like one of the judges for the um for the the player test the with player the test. eyebrows that are they just come out yeah. of her head, the green she has like green The hair one that was eye. like super like like buff I, I, there were oh, like three who had. There were three that ha- all had the same design. They're like the sisters yeah. or whatever they were. But like they have the. But their their eyebrows extend. It's like yeah, they're yeah, super. Yeah, yeah. First when I, when I first saw it, I thought like, oh, this is just a stylization of what they look like. But then there's a shot uh, when um, they're describing how the guilds all decide which players are gonna recruit out of the exam, and she's mm-hmm. that character is walking down a hallway. Thinking in her head, like, uh, you know, I get why Dean was fucking with, trying to fuck with the rules, and they just show her with her black, her oh, eyebrows go under. Dress. Yeah, they go under her 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 hair and they come out. So they really are like that long. It's not just like a artistic decision. It's like they showed how they interacted with the other hair on her yeah. body. So people look fucking like wacky. Like I they're mean, very cartoony. They are, and uh, along with that character, I'm already excited because I'm just like, she's going to show up in the fucking future, just like how Hansung showed mm-hmm. up in fucking Tower God, because I just, she she never expounded upon the smartphone comment. She True. knew what it was, and she hasn't said anything. She hasn't, spo- I don't, she hasn't spoken to Soljin since the fucking beginning of the player test because that nigga died. So it's just like, okay. Well, now what? I mean, right. I, I'm, I'm probably going to find out something or whatever. It's going to be happening soon. But overall, like the art style, especially with the fight. So, you know what? One thing that I did notice was I really like the just the, the pose scenes, like the portrait scenes. Like when niggas do shit, yeah. they like they show it. Like that they get their 
they have what like two one page yeah you could portrait. like so you could like scroll down through somebody yeah. punching like someone's like punching someone down through multiples oh my god and that was another thing i noticed this author loves face to hand fucking. Just oh my like, god, yes. Just get there are gripped. so many people getting just, get gripped up, getting like a hole punched into the yes. side of their face. Like Oh my god. Like as it went on, especially during the player test, I was like, mm-hmm. how many people's skulls, like with the full hand, has just went <laughs> just out of this fucking straight, like so much. But it's 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 good. It's not giving me like, oh, this shit's fucking hype. I'm just no. like, yeah, next chapter. Let's keep going. Next chapter. There's a lot of chapter. energy. That's what I, yeah. I, I felt when I, even from the first chapter, I always felt that the art communicated a kind of like, like every, everyone's like pepped up on, on, on caffeine. Like they're all like mm. wide eyed and like in every scene the like wide this. wide eyes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. One thing that I really liked from the most or at the end of the player arc which was the dean fight is when yeah. dean showed back up and they weren't and they weren't drawing his silhouette it was just like yeah. those those like lines yeah with just like the yeah. red eyes yeah from that alone i'm just like this is not this is not good this when is that nigga got serious i was like oh 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 no <laughs> Oh, no. I honestly thought that that was going to go to shit. I was literally just like, I don't know, what the fuck? And then when they... I liked how they were explaining... They were telling us what happened during he and Mirage's contract conversation, Mm -hmm. which I still have... I don't know. Well, They'll expound upon that later. But the fact that... And I have a feeling that the Unrankers got something to do with Avalon, clearly, but it just hasn't been proven yet. Um, But... The fact that, like, he was talking to him and how the battle was playing out as we learned what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm with Sol Jin. When he, at the, when he stopped and he was like, I was still just testing you guys, blah, blah, blah. Sol Jin was like, no, nigga, you no. weren't. No, you, you were, were not. not. <laughs> like, you were about to kill niggas. Like, nah. <laughs> so, oh, and that is another thing that I really like. And he, Dean said it at the end of the player test, but this was yeah. also mentioned what, like at the very beginning is strength is not everything. You need to be aware of shit. It is about your willpower and your situational awareness and knowing when the fuck to get out. And yeah. death was, I guess it was like, you know, portrayed as something. Oh, you just lose some memories, blah, blah, blah. But they never tell you how, how like how big the memory loss is going to be. And yeah, what it is going to be, and, and I what just happens got to when you change chapter. your right, and when you and when you get used to it or you normalize it, and then all of a sudden, when all that shit in the forest, when they explained who all those mm-hmm. pe- those creatures were, yeah, and it's like oh shit, there's there are worse things than dying than that, yeah, and so the oh the people in the forest, which I, that was another thing, I was like, wait, what is Avalon doing to them? Why are they turning into monsters in this? But then. That and that that got me too. How Avalon still managed to like do the power grab and and like mm-hmm. succeeded when the, at the beginning of the player arc, the vice president was like, "Oh, well, I guess I guess they got me. It's not gonna go to plan." Blah blah blah. Psych. Like, still went to plan. Like, okay, well, what now? I liked how they introduced the guild masters and their conversations. You know, all very different character archetypes mm-hmm. and designs. Um. 
Like, I haven't gotten into the Gil Gil part. But I also liked how they spent that whole chapter on the guy whose literal life mission was to find some kind of continuity between dying. Yeah. Like, yeah. what, like, dying on a higher floor, dying on a low floor, dying from someone who's higher level, dying from low, and he couldn't find anything. And then at the end of it, he said, dying is literally, like, this is something that just happens. Like, if there's any kind of standard or continuity, it's for the people who are winning. Yeah. Who are, like, who are succeeding in the tower. Not for the niggas who are losing. Right. This shit and that, is fucked. And I think that, um, as the series progresses, and ha- you know they that the world building aspect becomes more and more um the the work that was done in the beginning becomes mm-hmm. more and more relevant because the thing is like much like a building all good stories have a foundation yeah world building and character drama you can do a story that is much you know much more well developed world with like not very well sketched out characters and you can do the other way around it still works it's not like you can't it, you, you can't have more of one than another. When you need your stories to your your various stories that you're telling over the course of an entire tale to fit together under some like regular structure, it's the world building part that gives you that structure. So like when you learn about gates the first time, that is to set you up for learning more about gates later when it matters to the story. And if you do a good job on the incidental early stuff, then when you want to like, for example, show somebody that maybe what we all thought about a rule of the world mm-hmm. isn't really true in the way people think that it was. Oh, you God. can put you can put the audience in the same place that the characters are with like the oh shit, hold on a minute, now I got to recontextualize everything, everything that I learned before. That, yeah. And putting the audience right with your character is one of the most difficult but most critical parts of telling a good story. But you know, I got to give it to them because they've already set this stuff up for like flipping that shit over because one thing that I've been noticing so far is that everyone is constantly telling everybody else, you don't know everything about Tower. There's yeah. a whole, you don't know this, you don't know that, or I'm not telling you this, and oh yeah, you can't even believe what this is going to be. So I that that actually, I mean, I'm probably still going to be surprised whenever they say it, but... You're that primed. Makes absolutely sense. Yeah, that makes a you're lot of primed sense. for it, and there's even a reason why knowledge is not shared in the way that is consistent oh. within the story. Right? There's, there's even with even what you know right now, you can already tell that like knowledge is probably more important than some kinds of power in in that world. And you know, a what? very there was as far as like power and everything that goes, and with God, I feel like he hasn't had that many lines. But in lines that he has said, I kept noticing I'm the god of this world. And I'm like, why are you saying this world? Like, I'm when, like... When, oh, uh, mm. in that fight, when Arthur started talking to somebody else other than uh, Sol Jin, and I'm like, who, wait, what? That's a, yeah. that's a possibility? Yeah. So that, I'm already, that's already like cooking in my brain where I'm just like... This isn't the only world. And also, what was the power that manifested from the chess piece? And he was like, oh, you can't, like, you're going to end up like me, blah, blah, blah. So with that, I already was, that started my train going where I was just thinking, right. like, oh, if he can get a similar power than you, then that means you, I, either you aren't the only god or this right. isn't the only world. Why is so, Arthur's face blanked out? Yeah. What's the point of that? What's, uh... He died so many times that he can't even remember his own face. I mean, I don't, I, I don't shit. know. There's like, also, um, I want to give 
a little bit of props before, before we get off this to the relation of the power system with the way they want to tell the story. So, like, I noticed pretty early on that there were some abilities. Some abilities are like, oh, I can copy everything you do. Oh, I can mm-hmm. make ice. I can make fire. Okay. You, you usually start out with things like that, and you kind of work your way up towards more complex stuff then you get like past this ability then you get like um uh the monkey king's son was it junchan or whatever his name is like you have stuff that now you're starting to spread it out right because you have abilities that seem to be derived from like myth and legend you've got abilities that seem to be very rule-based and can warp right and now you can like warp reality somehow it it's not quite there yet but later on one of the best things is the other concepts taken from hunter hunter where battles become less and less and less about like oh i can punch a hole in a star and more about i need to hide what my abilities do and Mm. try to fish out what someone else's abilities do before i can make a move because if i make the move at the wrong time i will die instantly and so that's a lot of characters more and more as they we learn like they even learn like what their abilities can a- accomplish if harnessed correctly, and also that they are careful. Because in like the in the in the player games, it's more like whatever you can do to survive. There were a couple people who were very judicious about like not giving away all the rules to their own stuff, mm-hmm. or trying to find like interesting ways to make their shit work. You know, in a bad situation, I think again, past this on two occasions, yeah, had to like really figure that shit Tough out. Tough it out. To, like, Right, but, but o- as others, go ahead. Uh, didn't they also say that? And I think they like teased it with Sol Jin how like his ability or his perceived ability is like rapid regeneration or some shit like that, and then like the ability hasn't matured. So yeah. I would think like if his ability can mature into something else, and that means like even those people with basic abilities, mm-hmm. they can actually, they probably could be, they are something else, or they probably could develop into something else. He his character actually has a lot in common with the best parts of Ichigo, which is that if you remember the beginning of Bleach, Ichigo didn't really have any ability. He was borrowing a lot of his power from yeah, you know the Zanpakuto, and they spend a lot of time. And I'm not talking about what they did later in the series, but they just gave him everything, and it's like sure he could whatever he's just strong. Mm. I'm fine. You could be Goku. It doesn't make a big deal to me. But like that archetype of the hero who is weak, who gets by on borrowed ability while they're learning about the world then they start to train and find what is theirs and then that's when the power scaling goes from like like a linear curve to like mm-hmm. you're like exponential yeah he uh, soljin follows the same line but while like unlike say like a, a bomb who uh has like huge power spikes. Right, his power like they know from the beginning that like some this kid is fucking crazy. <laughs> like it's very obvious like, from the very beginning. Soljin is like the opposite, where like people just assume he sucks and he's whack and he gets by on Excalibur and whatever his limits are in using her abilities. Mm-hmm. Well, at some point the the lines cross and he's the one who is gaining actual real power, more power. And how faster. that interacts, yeah, faster. And how that interacts with the rest of the, the rest of the world, the way other characters are also developing is cool. Like it's it's fun. Like I want to get to the next chapter so I can find out more cool stuff about what all these characters are doing. I also like last... the jacket. I thought that was a really nice addition to just like the character design as a whole. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like 
Nah, I think it's cool because it stays on, right? Yeah. I think I think that's actually pretty. That's a that's a pretty cool idea. Um, they get a little bit more into the class system. Okay. A, a little bit. I think it matters very soon. I think soon. they said that like if you're of a certain power level, you have to be designated as a class of some sort. Of some sort. Yeah. But it doesn't work the way that you would expect from the genre. Okay. And especially in the most up-to-date chapters where I believe that the author has taken everything that was said about classes and flipped it completely on its head in a cool way to facilitate a very cool moment. A kind of thing that you, you know, like power-up moments where it's like, okay, where the fuck did this come from? The, the author found a way to take a moment like that and then weave in a misconception about the way the class system had always worked that made sense with the world and produced some sick shit. Some fucking sick Ooh. shit. And I'm like, give it to me. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay. So, well, that, that is my, that is my, pre- those are my preliminary impressions of player. Um, I won't recommend it yet, but the preliminary impressions are very, very fucking favorable. You got another 60 it. chapters or so to go. So I think you're. Yeah, I'm like at the halfway point. Yeah, but, I think it's, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited that. That you found something else worth reading. Mm-hmm. Okay, so besides that, I guess you said you weren't really watching much else. Do you have any uh, second? Would this be the recommendation? Would player be the recommend? Well, you uh, said you're nah. not. You're not, I, you're not I doing it this week. It. Yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend that for this week. Um, if I were to recommend something, ugh. I mean, I recommended Pokemon last week. It's the same fucking recommendation then. Um, well, it's all I good. did. I got the. Um, Last week I wasn't at the end of the story, and I I finished the game, and um, y'all y'all children can't play that. I'm just gonna say that y'all ch- I supervise your children when they're beating the game. Oh no! Supervise them. <laughs> supervise them. That's all I'm gonna say. This is a first for them. They literally. I honestly mm. think that they took the story in the direction that they did because they were like this. Certain people aren't smart enough or don't have the reading level to oh, get this far. So okay. we're just going to like, we're going to turn it up a little bit because this is like the beginning of Endgame. The, the little kids ain't going to reach this shit. That's interesting. It was very, very, like, it was not a happy ending. I'm going to put it that oh. way. It was not a happy ending. <laughs> okay, happy damn. Ending. So I'd like recommend it. Still, still do. Still, with all the. Every person that I've talked to that has bought this fucking game has been like, yeah, it crashed on me like three times. I don't care, nigga. I don't care. I don't care. It was fun. It's still fun. It's still fun. Which is true. It crashed on me twice yesterday. And I was like, that's cute. That's what autosave is for. Yeah. You're like, whatever, man. We got got Pokemon to capture. Turn this shit right the fuck back on. Let's go. So, Mm. yeah. That just really, really great. If you want to talk about the ending, anyone, feel free to hop. I've, I've, I've done it all. So, like, I know what happened. And honestly, um, kudos to the writer because they actually did a lot with some of the characters that had been around for a long time, but we really hadn't gotten to know them. In the final area where everything, like, hits the fan and shit like that, they did a really good job of having, like, a mandatory sequence where you have to, like, be with those characters as you journey. And <laughs> the the banter was fucking phenomenal. Like... Honestly, had me like laughing out loud with no voice acting. It's like, yeah, whatever. That's that's a gripe for another day. But 
loved it, y'all. Fucking loved it as I did last week. But awesome. Yeah. Um, I guess my only recommendation this week is a, is also a game. Uh, it's two games. So first is um, Tactics Ogre Reborn. Oh which, man! Which is it, you know I'm somebody who loves uh, TRPGs and historically. There's not like a like there there are a lot of them, but like the ones that sort of sit at the top of the list that um, people talk about, but maybe don't necessarily have the opportunity to play are things like uh, Final Fantasy Tactics original, yeah, even um, Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced. I'm surprised they haven't brought those over. There's a lot of question marks about that, Um, especially given that uh, they've referenced them in other games. Yeah, of course, uh, Final Fantasy Twelve is supposed to take place in the same future. Universe Ivalice. of Ivalice. And then yeah. I know that in the FF14, there's a lot of influences, um, mm-hmm. direct and indirect, um, over there from as well. Ta- from Ivalice and Tactics. Yeah, Ramza. Yeah, yeah 100%. So, Tactics Ogre has always been a franchise that was sort of, like, revered, but revered for reasons that would maybe put off a lot of other players. So, like, if you go back before the PSP remake, Let Us Cling Together, it was a very difficult game to even find um, in the U.S. I didn't actually wind up playing it until many years later on emulator because, I mean, I'm old enough to have been alive when it was released, but I could not afford to buy it because it was a rare game. And back in the day, games that were rare cost a lot more money, even brand new. So you look at your little... I got it on PSP and then... But I remember P- PSP had a, so many fucking games that I played it for a little bit, and I was like, I gotta come back to this because yeah, this is so a um so the original on Super Nintendo there was a there was a, a Nintendo sixty four separate sort of quasi sequel I don't know if it was a sequel oh. or prequel it might have been a prequel which was also hard to find then they which I remade mean, there's a, the story has already been going on in other oh, 100%. Yeah. Um then then the remake let us cling together on PSP then finally this Tactics Ogre remastered which is on everything including PC. So mm-hmm. it this is the most accessible I think tac- that original Tactics Ogre game has been. They put in a lot of effort to voice Quality every yeah, every every um uh storyline mission every line of dialogue yes. uh, um and they have sanded down i think some of the more tedious aspects from the, the psp version failing and stuff like yeah that. and also the and, but they've also done some other things which i'm not sure i how i feel about it to normalize the difficulty across the extent of the whole game so it used to be in the psp version that you could if you wanted to grind up your characters and build some really oh, crazy combinations of like abilities and other things and they've largely smoothed out the the level equity but made it almost impossible for you to out level anything yeah. which i think if i'm going by what the original developers wanted the balance of the game to be it should be about bringing the right units to the right battle mm-hmm. and then using them correctly and building them out correctly as far as abilities and equipment and everything else i think like that aspect has been elevated so yeah. it is truly feels like much more of a trpg it's not just an well, yeah. rpg where you do moving guys around i've so definitely that... felt it more in this game where i can't just throw my favorite units in every no. fucking battle like i no. actually have to be like let me go scout the map and see yep. what the fuck is going on yep and so so that's one aspect that i 
as someone who enjoys both sides, I like you know smart um, unit compilations and having to think about every aspect of the game. I think that's cool. Um, but I also like power leveling and breaking the game um, in any way that you can because I think that's also interesting and fun. Mm-hmm. I think they've taken away a lot of that side to the benefit of the tactical side. So I'm about I've beaten Let Us Cling Together, which is the PSP version. Uh, mm-hmm. before i'm currently in the middle of chapter three with this one i oh, can say yeah. that i just started chapter three i'm sorry i even said that wrong i'm in the beginning of chapter four so oh shit oh. so so i really really like what they've done overall and like it's the smoothest experience of playing the game because you can more or less like without a lot of extra rigmarole just go mission to mission to mission and if you mm-hmm. have units that are behind you do like one or two training missions you can do the and auto every... battles yeah and you can auto battle that shit and then it's it's cool the permadeath stuff on main missions is is perfectly fine i think you can um you shouldn't ever lose a unit unless no. you are really not paying attention to what you're doing and they have rewind so and they have rewind even... yeah so, like, all things considered, I would just, if you're into TRPGs and you've heard of Tactics Ogre, I would say go out of your way to actually pick it up. And maybe I mean, for yeah, some people, yeah. um, Switch is a good version, but actually, I would maybe argue that PC, um, just be just because, yeah. yeah. I think it's, you get your patches fast, you have access to the community right there. If you have trouble, mm-hmm. it's, you know, I, and, and maybe the play experience... Um, which is slower than it would be on a handheld is because you don't have to do any tedious shit and there's like auto battle like it might actually be something you could have like second screened while you do other things if you're like a a a user like me um who likes to game but has like a couple of monitors i think it's a fun experience i had had every intention of getting it on pc but then i was like i'm gonna be doing a lot of traveling for the holidays um Mm -hmm. so i was like you know what I'm gonna get on Switch, and it's not. It's actually not bad. I really don't. I'm pretty sure it looks way better on that, but I I like the portability of it. Um, and I have fallen asleep mid battle in bed with my Switch. Which is fine. It, it gets long. Like some of those battles, they get long, and you you just, you just gotta like stick it out. Especially when they act. I will give it the AI in the game. They are fucking ruthless. ruthless. They go right. They go for the jugular. my backline. Oh my god! They'd be I'm all like, in your shit. You'd be like, "How the fuck did you get over here?" Yeah, like, oh my god, please. The only the only thing I I I question from like I can get through it is fine with me, but uh, the boss characters getting all the cards up front so they can basically one shot most of your units. Yeah. I think it's a. I get why they why they do that, and specifically with the new game mechanics and the. Um, in this version of the game around the mm-hmm. card system, I, I, it, I, it all fits together from like a design point of view. I don't know if the gameplay pattern you have to go through to beat them is as enjoyable as it is when you're dismantling like the support units, right? Yeah. Cause like that, at that point you can feel like, oh, I make good choices. I brought the right guys in here. They match up very well against the enemy. I'm strategically moving my guys around. Then you hit a boss, and then just like, all right, I can one like shot. one or two. I can like one shot or two shot you. So the real game is like just re- doing revival beads in a, in a row and trying to get off your your uh, finishers because you don't do any damage to them. I think that like that play pattern is actually not as fun. Yeah, and and it's a function. I actually had to commit to a tank. 
Like I've yeah, yeah. Or using knights, you know, yeah. or like other units. Like all that, by the way, I think is that's good. It's good yeah. that you can see a big impact of like taking like a couple of terror knights with um the the guardian and like the wall stuff so people can't just rush you and like all that stuff i think it's cool i'm just saying that like there are times when i think that tweak to the game design falls apart like at key points because i i remember the there's a fight with like vice very early on Mm -hmm. where you look at like people's reactions on on the internet to get through it and they're doing like you have to do all this like cheesy shit if you like chose the wrong class for your guy and because you have like you like kiting him or do other things like that and like that i don't think is the experience i know the battle you're talking about yeah eventually like i i was like running heal yeah hit hit him run heal right and if if there wasn't that story scene i would have lost it yeah, so stuff like that, I, I d- didn't take away from my enjoyment of the game, but I, my guess is that that's not an intended um, yeah. play experience. Because you could have been over-leveled and fucked him up. Right, and, and I think the storyline is you're, you're, you're playing out a what's almost a 1v1 with your mm-hmm. best friend, so I don't know if like having your characters running around the screen healing and doing other things is like in line with even the, the story that they're telling. So I, so it's like times like that where like the game systems take away from the Im, like the immersion of what that is supposed to be. But it's also like a 30 plus year old game and they're not going to do too much to really like change up the balance or anything else like that. And it's not really rock paper scissors. So all in all like I think it's perfectly fine. So I would definitely recommend um Tactics Ogre Reborn and I recently just started playing Octopath Traveler for the first time. And I'm enjoying oh, it. Oh, really? Not a recommend yet, but I like what I'm playing. I got to the final chapter. I beat two of the storylines, and I got to the final chapter. Or something else. I have to actually pick it back up. I think I'm going to pick it back up on PC. But mm-hmm. I'm excited for the second one. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think you would enjoy it. Honestly, the the pixel art is gorgeous. Yeah, it's cool. The it music really cool. is phenomenal. Like it's it's mm-hmm. really good, and I think they used a lot of stuff that they learned there as part of like triangle strategy. Um, even though they're not like that's RPG and that's like you know SRPG yeah. or whatever, but I think they like use the knowledge of some of that stuff in that. And I'm excited for Octopath Traveler too. Um, and I also hear that the like the the end game final boss for Octopath Traveler is like poor. Like people people struggle like everybody good no a difficult i like a a highly difficult challenge so i'm enjoying that now so i'm not like i mean you could kind of take it as a recommendation but like given i have not finished it yeah 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 i'd like to like get to the end of a couple of stories and be able to speak more clearly about Mm. it but definitely tactics ogre reborn and then uh a homie hit me up and was like oh i just got a switch what game should I get? And I gave him a list. And he's like, okay, I went and got Monster Hunter. I was like, fuck, I got to get back into Monster Hunter. So it's, yeah, that it's on my list. Yeah, that Title 3 update, stuff like that. I need it. They just need to announce the next one. Just put it on PC and PlayStation, Xbox, whatever. Just like, just start there. Like, just make it easy on us. That way more people will play initially, not just on the Switch. Right, I agree. And I, I, I want to get it on PC. I, let me rephrase that. I really want to play on PC, and if I go PC, I'm not going to use the same weapons that I was using on Switch. That's what I did. I did. Yeah. Um, I went 
I did Charge Blade on um Switch, and then I did Sword Sword and Shield only on PC. That was like mm. great. It was great. I'm ready for it. Okay, so that's yeah. pretty much all I got. Yeah, that's it. So if you haven't already, make sure you like, comment, subscribe on the YouTube down below. And if you want to follow us on other platforms, anime underscore savants on Twitter and then anime regular savants on, you know, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. I mean, other platforms that might exist if Twitter goes down in flames. But, you know, but we're still here. So we'll see. Um, you can hit me up on Twitter at Neural Handshake. I know that it is still a literal hellscape. And it's only getting worse every day, but uh, we still out here. We still doing big things. Uh, make sure to follow the Anime Savants uh, accounts wherever you got them. Leave us reviews, please. Reviews, comments, does a lot for us. Um, also helps us when we go out and you know get our wonderful uh, people to come in and do interviews and other things. Support them. Support mm-hmm. everything we do. And uh, yeah, that's it. Um, peace out, y'all. Bye.